Well, we've arrived at 1983, and let me tell you, there's quite a few films that we're going to include in this year that are some of the best of 1983. I am Marty McGeek, and welcome to my podcast, Nerd Alert. Okay, and I'm looking at this uh, list. Again, there's going to be some sequels and stuff because they're just uh, cash cows. They made quite a bit of money, and they are popular movies nonetheless, so we're going to include those as well. So I'll start it off with a uh, couple of classics that I'm looking at right here. They, they were in the horror genre with, uh, there were Stephen King stories that they adapted to the big screen. One was Christine, which was about the killer car, which was, uh, you know, it was a little scary. It was strange that a car would come to life and seek revenge and stuff, but, you know, it, it made money. People went to see it. One that terrified me as a kid uh, was Cujo. That was the one about the uh, the dog that gets rabies from a bite from a bat. And, um, you know, I, I still remember when I was a kid watching the scene where he's, Cujo's uh, ramming into the car trying to get them. He's just a big old dog. So I remember after watching that, I thought every dog was going to attack me. So that was... Uh, that's a definitely one that stuck with me. Um, there's also here a real big classic, Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. That's uh, Al Pacino. Uh, classic movie. I mean, super violent, lots of guns. So if you want an action movie, that's definitely up there. Speaking of action movies, I'm looking at this list, and it's this two James Bonds now. We had Sean Connery. He was older. This is... Uh, 1983 film, Never Say Never Again. But then I show Roger Moore, now that it was the passing of the torch there to the new Bond in Octopussy. And I remember watching that when I was a kid. And uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good action, you know, intrigue, espionage type spy movie. So that was, uh, you know, I like people don't like... uh, Roger Moore as uh, Bond. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, you know, he's not, he wasn't Sean Connery, and I still like, um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Timothy Dalton uh, Bond. I like Pierce Brosnan. Daniel Craig has been doing a great job, and he's going to hang it up soon. But they were, you know, they were solid movies, I thought. The Outsiders, uh, that is uh, another popular 1983 film. That would be considered a drama, but it's, um, you know, the teen gang, the, the greasers against the socials, uh, had Matt Dillon in it, uh, Ralph Macchio, you know, the karate kid, Rob Lowe, the ageless Rob Lowe, um, which I love in Parks and Rec. He's, he's a pretty funny actor. He's done some good stuff. Risky Business with Tom Cruise, another huge, huge hit uh, that made a lot of money Um, another drama here the big chill Um, these were kind of sleeper hits they did they did it make up a good amount of money the right stuff which is the uh, movie about the astronauts um, that has Ed Harris uh, Scott Glenn Um, uh, it's one of those iconic covers I've seen this cover in so many things um 
it's uh, it chronicles the first 15 years of America's space program. So it's it's definitely a, a it's a good solid flick, a good uh, drama type, uh, inspirational to me, an inspirational type of movie. Flash Dance with Jennifer Beals that was a big popular hit. They still recreate that that iconic move where she's on uh, the chair and she pulls the chain and the water falls on her. They they do that on a lot of comedy type movies kind of as a homage to that to that film. Uh, comedies, there's a couple here that I'm looking at. National Lampoon's Vacation with uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Very, just uh, hilarious. The original movie is just so funny. Uh, they had some sequels and stuff that that's definitely up there. Another classic comedy, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Uh, again, hilarious. Those two together. Um, and you had Jamie Lee Curtis in there too. And, and uh, she's the love interest for uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. And uh, it's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, the Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Another, another solid comedy. Monty Python, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? And let's see, we had, this is kind of the horror genre. It's more, to me, they're more like uh, sci-fi stories, but the Twilight Zone, the movie. So they, they made a movie um, with some popular episodes on there uh, that they've made into films. And it was pretty cool. I, I liked it. They did a good job on it. Um, let's see. You got uh, action. Let me give you a few action ones. Now you got Dirty Harry. He was back in a uh, one of the sequels, Sudden Impact. Go ahead. Make my day. I mean, Clint Eastwood. We'll have to do a top five of, of Clint Eastwood movies. There's, there's so many of them. Roy Scheider in um, Blue Thunder. That's the one about the helicopter. It's a uh, it's a cool action movie because this helicopter can do so many things. It was state of the art. I guess probably compared to nowadays it wasn't, but back then, you know, it, and I was always into the collectibles, the action figures, the vehicles, and things like that. So having a helicopter that can do all these things was really neat. Another action, this is a cult classic, me and my buddy Johnny. Johnny, the critical critic, even likes this movie. Crawl. Uh, that's where it's kind of a fantasy adventure, and this guy has this weapon that's this like star with blades, and he throws it. Kind of like a boomerang, you know, but with blades. Um, you know, just a classic. It, it has this uh, cool um, cyclops in it. You know, it doesn't look bad. I mean, the special effects and stuff could have been better, right? I mean, it's just, it's an old movie. But it's a fun, solid movie. I liked it. I spoke to a friend of mine uh, maybe about a month ago, and she was saying she was watching it, and she liked it. And I'm like, what? I mean, uh, she's younger, so I thought, well, man, she's, I guess people like this. Even the the, the next generation of people like these uh, older movies from the 80s. John Travolta, Staying Alive. That was another popular movie. Travolta's had so many hits over the years, um, and the 80s were good to him. He had quite a few um, hits in his day, so uh, it's, it's no surprise you know, he has one here. Um, and this is kind of a... You know, he had, he had a big hit with uh, Saturday Night Fever, but this is a... A solid film that 
that came out kind of on the heels of that. And, uh, you know, he, he did well on this one, too. Uh, let's see. Now, there's a few others. Uh, they made money, so I'll just say it. Jaws 3. I mean, um, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing this at the... It was like the Dollar Theater at the time, but we still had the 3D glasses, but it was Jaws 3D. So, it was weird. I remember <laughs> hiding behind some of the chairs because there's a scene where like an arm or a leg gets bit off and it starts floating off screen towards you, you know? And it's just a weird... Uh, effect of it, you know, coming coming at you. And I remember getting behind one of the chairs. I was a kid. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but it's I still remember that. Um, there's a cool one that uh, maybe some people haven't seen. I, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, Matthew Broderick in War Games. That that was a solid, kind of like a solid movie. Kind of like the uh, it's a military computer that um, becomes like self-aware and. Uh, where it doesn't really understand that this is not a real thing but it's playing these these games war games and it's it's got uh, you know the potential to destroy <laughs> destroy the earth with like nuclear missiles and stuff so uh, it's uh, it definitely worth watching uh, let's see moving on here you got a couple there's a there's one here I have to mention Superman 3 it wasn't as well received as some of the others, but it made money. That had Richard Pryor. I recommend that simply because it's cool to see Superman fighting himself. There's a scene where he's been exposed to this uh, created, you know, kryptonite. What's happened is that Gus, the character, uh, that uh, Richard Pryor's character, creates uh, a fake uh, kryptonite. And so, because they can't get all the ingredients, I think he puts like tar in it because uh, he's smoking a, some cigarettes and he's like, okay, I'll just add tar as a secret ingredient because they can't quite recreate kryptonite. So what it does, it, it kind of reacts like red kryptonite. It turns Superman kind of like bad, you know. I, mean, like, I don't know if he's evil, but you know, kind of a bad dude. And uh, so he has to battle himself as Clark Kent. That in itself, showing the great acting talent of Christopher Reeve, who was a legend at, in this role, is definitely worth watching it for that. Another one in a trilogy here is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. A lot of people didn't care for this one as much. Of course, you had Empire Strikes Back, which was, to me, pretty much like a perfect Star Wars. I thought this was good. I know they, you know, added the Ewoks and stuff. I know they wanted to make it family-friendly and create these uh, cuddly creatures. And But uh, all that aside, it's cool to see... Luke Skywalker fighting his dad and fighting the Emperor. And uh, I won't run the end for you, but it's... I, I hope you've seen this by now, but definitely a, a cool ending and a chance for redemption and definitely a an action-packed uh, movie. Even though, you know, like I said, some of the stuff with the Ewoks is a little corny, but hey, you know... I mean, they were just trying to get the kids in it. And Ewoks were pro- pretty popular because I remember, you know, you had cartoons and stuff about the Ewoks. And heck, they had a cartoon about droids. The droids, it was called Droids. It was a pretty cool little cartoon on Saturday morning. And we watched that growing up too. So there was a, there was a few things that came off of that. Of course, they had the, um, 
the Star Wars Christmas special, but we don't want to talk about that. But that was a, that was another cartoon that uh, that they released. Let's see. Um, well, I mean, they had some live action thing on that. I, I take that back. But there 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 was some um, cartoons and stuff on that too. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, we brought up in terms of sequels and in terms of um, you know, popular movies, uh, but but there's a few original ones in here as well. But I like to bring up Stephen King, another Stephen King movie, uh, The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone was with Christopher Walken, and so this guy gets in a he's in a car crash, he's in a coma. When he awakes from the coma, he has like clairvoyant powers. He can kind of see the future. If he touches you, he you know he can see what's going on and uh, what's about to happen to you. So let's say you were going to get in a you know a, a plane crash or a car crash, he'd be able to see that and warn you. So uh, it was cool. They made fun of it later on Saturday Night Live. He was uh, Christopher Walken's come on there a few times and he is hilarious. And he did that scene where he would shake someone's hand and he would give them their they would do the music like boom, you know, and they, he would kind of uh, pick his head up, you know, kind of his eyes wide open, and he would start telling them their future. But it was always like stuff that was really insignificant. Like they were going to get in a cab, and they think, oh, I'm not going to get in a crash. He goes, no, you left your you left your sandwich or in the cab, or you left your coffee in the cab. It was just stuff like that, you know. Or you went to the store, you're gonna. You're not going to get the sale price or something, you know, some stupid stuff like that. And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, thanks for telling me. So, <laughs> definitely uh, a funny skit from uh, on SNL with uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, let's see here. We got a couple others here. Um, they released a second Psycho. Uh, I think they started kind of going downhill pretty fast on those. The original Psycho um, was a uh, well-received movie back in the day, um, but that's uh, Anthony Perkins back as uh, Norman Bates. And let's see, I think I saw that one on HBO also, if I'm not mistaken. I was in Laredo with my cousins, and we watched that. And, uh, you know, it was, I don't remember too much about it. I, I remember the original one, but uh, that one. Um, I guess it wasn't that good or something. I mean, it, I know that, like I said, they got progressively worse, which happens with a lot of these. But um, that in particular, I, I think, didn't hold up very well. Um, there's another one here that I, I like to mention. That. It, it did decent. It did decent, but I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, Gorky Park. And Gorky Park is about this... Um, Russian cop, you know, he's in the Soviet Union. Uh, this is when there was still the Soviet Union. William Hurt plays a Soviet detective, and um, he's trying to get to the bottom of a murder, and uh, ends up being murderers by the time everything's said and done with. But it's a it's a cool intrigue type movie. Um, I thought it was some solid acting in that, and uh, they that's a. Uh, definitely one worth mentioning um, but anyway uh, one last one I'll give you um, there was a couple others on here that you know I kind of wanted to mention but they're just 
I mean, they're throwaways, I think, like Sleepaway Camp and things like that. These are, you know, they started following the horror genre because of the success of uh, Halloween and uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, but you had like Amityville, the Demon. They started with that kind of going down, again, another downhill uh, series here. Um, one quick one is uh, Yentl. It was a, a big one with uh, Barbara Streisand. So that was another... You know, because they have these critically acclaimed films and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to mention that, too. It's not my cup of tea, but, um, you know, you still have to um, include it in the list here. Um, but the one I was going to mention was there was a kind of a, a hidden gem with uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys was uh, not the... Uh, might be thinking about the one with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. No, it's not Bad Boys, that one. This is... a this is a movie with Sean Penn as a teen delinquent, and uh, he it has some solid, uh, solid acting. It has Clancy Brown, who we love from the Highlander films, and he also was a cool. Well, he wasn't cool, but he played it real good with the the guard on uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Zaya Morales is on here as Paco Moreno. Um, it's definitely a must-watch, I would think, because if you like. Again, Sean Penn has been one of the best actors in, in, in the movies I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Mystic River and a couple others he's been in, and he's just fantastic. So uh, I would definitely recommend that film as well. But anyway, these are some of the big hits from 1983. As you can see, there was quite a bit, quite a few to choose from. We'll move on to 1984, and then once we get everything all said and done with, I think the case will be made, and you'll have to agree that the 1980s definitely did have the best string of hits uh, pretty much ever, because there's just so many. All right, well, uh, this is Marty McGeek. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.